The title of my message tonight is No More Fakes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect anything. I don't know why. It was just like really good awkward silence. No more fakes. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. I believe that God, no more fakes. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Fake. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so weird. The title of my message is No More Face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. No more fakes. Yes, I believe that God is calling us into a new level in the things of God. Genuine, authentic, real relationship. Genuine, authentic, real faith. A true faith. None of this fake stuff. None of this religion stuff. None of this tradition stuff. A real, authentic relationship with your creator. Amen? That is the season that I believe that we have started to enter into as a Blaze Youth, but I know that that's where we are going as we move forward. Amen? We are a group of individuals that are passionate, on fire about our God, and we want to be in a place, in a position where we are always ready to meet with him, hear from him, grow from him, and go further in his plans in our life. Amen? Say, no more fakes! Make sure you hit that K. No more fakes! All right, we're going to be starting over here in the book of Mark, chapter 12, chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, out of the NLT. It says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched his crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything that she had to live on. I love this portion of scripture right here because it's so awesome, so wonderful. And when I actually took the time to figure out what is happening here, it just really opened my eyes to the heart of God on this matter. Amen. You guys are about to find out what the heart of God is on this matter. And I'm about to tell you right now, God wants to know that you actually have a heart for him. God wants to know that you genuinely want to worship him. God wants to know that you genuinely want to give your offerings to him. What's happening in this account, what's very interesting is at this point in time, there was a collection box in this temple and it was very big. And what happens is when you put money in the collection box, it would make a big grandiose noise and it was quite the spectacle, it was quite the event to be around. And then a lot of times these dudes with lots of money would come in and just be like, whoop-blow! And it would just be like, and they'd just be like this crazy loud situation and everyone would be like, whoa, look at that guy giving all the money. Wow, look at them making sure they they got the big offerings, all these wonderful things. They made it more about them and what they were doing versus about God and what he is doing. I believe that everything that we do needs to be about him rather than about us. Because I believe that if we're doing anything outside of things being about him, especially when it comes to being in church, then it's just fake. It's not real. If we are lifting our hands to be seen by others, then we're being fake in our walk with God. 
If we're putting in money, even though in a sense you are still giving to the church just like these guys were doing, they were still giving offerings and I'm sure that the temple was still stoked to have the money, but at the same time, Jesus noticed their heart was in the wrong place. They weren't being real in their faith. They weren't being genuine in their commitment and their offering to God. But he noticed this woman who gave two small coins, which I believe, if I remember correctly, they don't even come anywhere close to to measuring up to a penny of our own money today, meaning it was not a lot. And I can guarantee you when she dropped in those two coins in the collection box, it made very little sound. It was not a show. It was not a spectacle. It was not an event to be seen. It could have been easily overlooked or forgotten. But Jesus took notice. Her real heart posture, her genuine heart posture, a heart to please God was noticed by Jesus. But the other guys who had a heart to be seen by others or even make a spectacle of themselves was also noticed by Jesus. Say, I don't wanna be like them. I wanna be like her. Amen. Let's pray, get our hearts ready to receive tonight. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you as we dig in your word tonight, you'll inspire us, you'll encourage us, and you will help us tonight. You'll help us have a better heart posture, a heart that's directed towards you, not towards man, not even about ourselves, but the genuine heart to please you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Who likes money in this room? Everyone that's not raising their hand right now are all being fakers. You're all liars here in church. I said, who likes money? And well over half of you did not raise your hand, you bunch of sinners. Liars. Be real. Who likes money? (laughs) I'm not saying you love money. I'm not saying that you adore money. I'm not saying that you're driven by money, but you like money, right? Money's nice. I want to have more money one day. Yeah. How many of you would like some money today? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Raina, why don't you come on down? Why don't you come on down? Oh my gosh. She was just the, uh, honestly, it was just the first person that that my eye was drawn to. So I'm going to give you $10. (laughs) Let them see your $10 bill. Let them see this wonderful thing that you got today. It's $10. 10 doll hairs right there. What are you going to do with those $10? Well, $1 is going um, in my tithes and offering because, you know, you got to do that. Um, the, other, the other nine is going to my gas because my tank is on empty. All right. All right. All right. That's really cool. I'm really excited for you that you're going to tithe off of that $10. That's pretty rad. I'm excited that the other nine is going to go to gas because I'm sure you'll be able to get like a gallon and a half with that $9. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's awesome. That's wonderful. How do you think it would go if you took this $10 to the gas station though? I mean, do you think that they would take this? You would make them take it anyway. Money is money, but the thing about the thing about money is <laughs> the thing about money is in order for it to actually work and to be worthy to be used, is it's got to be real money. <laughs> it's got to be real. <laughs> 
why don't you want this? It doesn't have a value. It doesn't have value. You can't do anything with it. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> I, I gave that to you, though. I, I genuinely wanted you to have that. Does that not mean anything? No? I wanted everyone to see me give you that $10, though. Is that not? I did it for you. <laughs> now everyone knows you. Yes! <laughs> so I gave you that $10, and you really can't do anything with it. But I'm going to be a man of my word, and I'm going to give you a real $10 right here. <laughs> Can I get the fake one? No, you can't get the fake one. It looks pretty real, though, right? I mean, now you can. Now you can. You can tell the difference because you've seen it next to the real thing. The fake one looks real, kind of feels real, kind of looks real. But upon further inspection, I believe that if any of you were to hold both of these bills in your hand, I sure did. I sure did. I, I may have slightly committed a felony today. I, uh... <laughs> I double, I, I scanned in the dollar, I double-sided, printed this thing. There was an error message that showed up on the printer that said, this is prohibited. <laughs> and the paper came out black. <laughs> I, I did it for the Lord. <laughs> I wanted so bad to help you guys tonight that I may or may not have committed a felony. I am recording this, but they know my heart. They don't know my heart. This is for the greater, it's for the children. The U.S. of A. <laughs> you enjoy that $10, Raina. Thank you so much. God bless you too. I mean, I guess that's probably true. It probably is only legal if I try to use it, which is why no one's going to get this fake dollar tonight because I don't want anyone to go and use this dollar and expect to get something out of it. There are so many people that I believe, unfortunately, oh, that's so nice. You gave her that $10? <laughs> if I were to take this $10 and actually try to use it, and people were actually paying attention, they would quickly realize this is fake. And if they were smart and they were a good teller, they would turn me away and say, hey, your money's no good here. <laughs> I can't do anything with your money. I can't do anything with that because there's no value in it. There's no worth in it. You didn't actually give anything to me. It was fake. And I believe that that is a big parallel to what happened that day in the temple. While, yes, there was real money given in both accounts to both people, but the heart and the position of both parties were vastly different at least when it comes to their engagement with God. When, when God received the money of those that, that dropped in loads of amounts of money, and, and it was great, and it was cool, and I'm sure that the temple was blessed by it, but it does talk about in Matthew 6 about those that pray on street corners, and they just babble on in words. What kind of a reward should they expect? They got the reward. They were seen. They did get the glory from those that watched them. Just like the guys in this temple, they may have gotten the glory of their friends. They got to see them drop in the big bucks. They may have got to have a moment in time where they got to say, hey, look at me. Look how much money I I'm dropping in. How many of you guys seen people that do it all for the likes, that do it all for the clicks, that do it all for the follows, but their heart is not actually in the right place? We need to be a people 
whose heart posture is directed to please God and God alone. We are not here to please each other in that way. Yes, we should be kind to one another and we should help one another and we should help grow each other and we should lift each other up in a certain way. But everything we do in this place, everything we do in this walk for God should be about him and him alone. Amen? Because that is the offering that God blesses. That is the offering that God can use. There's real value behind an offering with a heart posture directed towards God. There is no value in an offering directed towards men. And I know we're entering into a season where we're getting really excited about worship and we're getting really excited about growing in the things of God. But I wanna help you and I want you to understand that we can't ever fall back into that performance show mentality. Everything we do is for him. Amen? I don't raise my hands because I feel like I'm supposed to. I don't pray because I feel like I'm supposed to because someone might say something to me if I don't engage in this time right now. I don't read my Bible because I feel like my friend might be like, dude, you didn't read your Bible today. Why didn't you read? No, I read my Bible because I want to hear from God. I talk to him because I want to hear from him. I worship him because he is worthy to be worshiped. I give my offering to him because he has my heart. Everything we do is about him, Amen. Over here in Matthew 15, verses one through nine, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived to Jerusalem to see Jesus. And they asked him, why do your disciples disobey our old age tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial washing before they eat. Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, honor your father and mother, mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you for I have vowed to give this to God for what I would have given to you. In this way, you say you don't need to honor your parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. I don't want this lifestyle of worship to be a farce. I don't want Jesus to look at my life and say, your lips are moving, but your heart is far from me. Yes, you are coming to church because you feel like you're supposed to, but your heart is far from me. Yeah, maybe you gave your tithe and offering, but your heart is far from me. It's not about the amount that you give. It's not about how high you raise your hands. It's not about how loud you are in worship. It's not about the details in that sense. It's about the heart. Why are we here? What are we doing this for? Who are we doing this for? Why do I read the word of God? Why do I want to better myself? Why do I want the Holy Spirit to lead me in this life? Why do I do this? I do it to please him. And I do it because of everything that he's already done for me. 
Jesus has already done so much for us. And I'll tell on myself here, I haven't listened to Pastor Rob's message from last week, the cost of loving you, but I do just know a little bit, but the, the fact is that Jesus became sin so that way you could become the righteousness of God. He died on the cross so that way you could have eternal salvation and you could live a sin free life and you could live in abundance. You can live in freedom. You can live in hope. You can live in peace and prosperity. How? much more could he actually do? He's already given it all for us. Let's let our hearts be softened to what he's done. Let's remind ourselves when we come into this time to meet with our God, why we're there and who we're there for. Amen? It's about a shift in perspective, a a, a focusing, if you will, Why are we here? Who are we here for? Now, how am I going to respond to who and why we're here? Amen. Colossians 3, 17, very familiar scripture. It's an awesome one. I love it. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want my actions and my words my demonstrations, anything about me, I want it to give glory to God. If it's giving glory to somebody else, it's not right. If it's giving glory to me, it's not right. But if it's giving glory to God, I'm in the right spot. I'm challenging you. The Lord is challenging you. Now, now maybe there are a lot of you and you are doing the right thing and you are having the right heart, heart posture towards God, but God is reminding you to stay in that place, to remember who you're there for, why you're here, and what he has already done for you. And for those that quite aren't there yet, just understand that over here in Matthew 5, 8 out of the ESV, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And if you take that word blessed back to the original Greek, it says that it actually means blessed, duh. I I hate definitions like that. But then it also means happy or happier, fortunate or well off. And then if you take the word see back to the Greek, it means to look upon, to perceive, to discern, to be aware, and to experience. So maybe you're in this room tonight and you're like, The reason I'm not giving God my attention is because he's never done anything for me. He he hasn't helped me in my situation or or, or maybe my my life isn't so great. Why why does he deserve my praise? My parents are split up. So-and-so died in my life or I've had this problem in my life or I've, I've been addicted to this substance or I've been addicted to this relationship and he's never helped me out. But God is saying, that if you come to him with a pure heart and earnest desire to meet with him, that is when you are blessed, when you are able to actually be fortunate in the things of God or fortunate in this life. And then it says, then then you will see God. Blessed are those that are pure in heart for they shall see God. So when you see God, when you come with a pure heart, not only will you be able to perceive and discern and be aware, that is when you experience what he has for you. But it's about coming with a pure intention. No ulterior motives. Just simply saying, God, I may not know what I'm doing, 
I may not know all the right words to say, but I'm going to try. I'm going to lift my hand. I'm going to drop in two small little mites. And it might be a stretch for me to drop in two small little mites. Just like Jesus said, she gave all that she had to live on. There was a big risk that that lady gave. And Jesus took notice of that. So I believe that when we come with pure motives, pure intentions to come and meet with God, he will meet us there. Amen. I no longer want to just be around the things of God, hearing about it, but I want to become a doer of the word like it talks about in Romans 2.13. And a way to become a doer of the word is come in and not just hear about it, not just be around it, but take it and experience it and receive it with a pure heart, a pure intention to glorify him. One last scripture for you guys. I know we're a little bit short on time here, but it says 1 John 4, 15, all that declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. That word declare is more than just a speech. It's more than just you saying, I declare God. It's your entire being. Similar to Colossians 3, 17, everything that we are should acknowledge that we believe in God, that we love God, that we want to hear from God, that we want to love others like God has called us to. And those are the ones, those are the ones that have God living in them and they live in God. It's about the heart posture. It's about genuine, real worship. I'm gonna repeat it to you one more time before we pray. Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are those that are pure in heart for they will see God. If you're needing answers in your life, if you're a little bit confused or maybe you feel a little bit broken, come to God with a pure heart and then you'll see that he's good. And not only will you see it but I believe that you're gonna experience it. It's not about tradition. It's not about religion. It's about genuine, real, authentic relationship with your creator. As we move forward in this season of a blaze or really just this walk in our, in our, in our daily life with him, let's seek after him with a pure heart. Like Matthew 6, talks about, seek first the kingdom of God and all the things that concern you will be added to your life. And that word seek, again, if you take it back to the original, it means to set your heart upon. To genuinely set your heart upon the things of God. And that's when you start to receive the promises that he has for your life. Amen? I wanna pray for you all real fast before we go. Father God, I just thank you for this time that we have here, that we've gathered together. I pray, Lord, that you're challenging all of us right now to examine our lives, to maybe look at the, the spaces that maybe we've been putting on a little bit of a facade. Maybe it's not even just directly to church, God, but maybe it's just out in this world, out in our school, out in our community or in our workplace. And maybe we've been kind of putting on a show for people because even in, I believe as we're praying this out, God, I, I just know that everything we do is supposed to be about you, whether we're in church or not, God. So I pray that you provoke all of us, that you tug on the hearts of all of us to show us the areas where we've been making it more about us and less about you. 
And I pray that right now you're giving us the strength and the courage to take care of those areas and redirect them towards you, Lord. I thank you, God, for every single person in this room. We love you. We honor you. We appreciate you. We just thank you, Lord, that you help inspire us, you help encourage us, and you help turn our heart towards you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.